friends, I just want to remind each of you of how proud you should be of yourselves for hanging in there with your parents. They became our replacement teachers overnight. I had to bounce some tough stuff, you know. Now the school is almost over. You should give yourselves a big pat on the back. And be sure to give your parent or guardian a hug, too. We made it. Now, on to the show. Welcome to All Things Madison, the podcast exclusively for kids, sure to tickle your funny bone while learning something new at the same time. You'll hear from talking bears, laughing unicorns, and farting sloths. <clears throat> Excuse me, announcer lady, but it ain't that kind of show. Are you sure? Um, yes. I'm the producer. That's the thrifty little diva show you're talking about. You know, the other one. Okay then, on that note, here's your host, Madison Lauren, and her dad. <clears throat> oh, right, uh, let's see here. And her super smart, <laughs> hilariously funny, Best of best dads, Mr. Durante Smith. Please enjoy the show. Classic, Daddy, classic. What? Did you really just make her say all that? Well, yeah, it's our show. You mean it's my show? It's got my name on it, remember? Besides, you already got a podcast. You mean I can't have two? (laughs) And I'm producing it. Oh, Daddy, can we just start the show? Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to my show. I'm excited to have you here. This show takes behind the scene of all the places you love. We talk with famous authors, actors, and people who make movies. And you'll learn some neat stuff, too. Oh, yeah. And then there's my dad, the goofball, who helps out a little, too. And answer the joke of the day for a chance to win an autographed postcard from your girl. Okay, so stick around for another fun-filled episode. Enjoy the show. We'll return in just a moment, right after we thank our sponsors. This week I got to interview Mr. Brooks Benjamin for the release of his new book, My 7th Grade Life in Tights. He sent me my own personal copy. And let me tell you folks, this book is good. The protagonist is a kid, all he wants to do is dance. And the antagonist is his dad who wants him to play football. And it makes for a great story. So go out and get your copy of this book now at brooksbenjamin.com. And look for All Things Madison on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast today. And be sure to subscribe, guys. Thanks. And now back to the show. Hey, guys. This week, I got to interview Mr. Brooks Benjamin. Mr. Benjamin is a professional writer and author, and he's the author of the new book, My Seventh Grade Life in Tights. The thing I found out is that Mr. Benjamin woke up one day and decided that he just wanted to write a book. And I was like, wow, that's how you did it? And guess what? It worked out for him. And he used social media to help him find an agent. How cool is that? So here's my interview with Mr. Brooks Benjamin. Enjoy. Mr. Benjamin, welcome to my show. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. Let's start with... So this is your first published book, and I see that you're published with Random House Publishing. My dad told me that's a big deal. It, you know, it feels like a big deal to me. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm really proud to, to know that my book is out there, that it's actually being read. That's still a little surreal to me. It kind of blows my mind a little bit. So how did you go about getting your first book published and how does it feel? Oh, wow. It feels amazing. Um, just being able to, you know, see my name on a book is, is something that I've wanted for a long time. Um, the process was, I would love to say super easy and, you know, uh, I, I could do it again a million times, but it was pretty challenging just because I had no idea how to do it. Um, I loved writing before I got any books published and, um, I never dreamt of getting anything published. I just liked writing in general, um, mainly like short stories, really goofy poetry, things like that. And eventually I, I went home one day and I, um, decided I was going to write a book. Uh, and I thought I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write something that other people might like to read. And I wrote the book and I took it to a college professor and asked her, I said, okay, I wrote a book. What do I do now? <laughs> and she looked at me like, well, that's a big question. Um, but luckily I ended up getting on Twitter and I found a really amazing agent who is a person who says, Hey, I like what this says. I'm going to try to sell it to a publishing house. And he uh, took my book and he went to several different publishing houses. And luckily random house said, Hey, we like this book. We're going to buy it and put it on bookshelves. And after that, it was, you know, just, that was it. And I, you know, I have so many people to thank because of that. It's definitely not just a one person thing. A lot of people think, you know, an author writes a book and they say, put it on the shelf. It's really not how it happens. You know, it's, you know, a bunch of people involved and every single one of those people I have to thank for, you know, having a book out there with my name on it. So I feel very lucky, very blessed and very honored to, to be able to call myself an author. Thank you wow. for the question. That is amazing. Thanks. Your book, My Seventh Grade Life in the Tights, sounds so interesting to me because I'm a dancer too. And I love the story about the tension between the boy and his dad. Awesome. That's so cool that you're a dancer. Can I ask what dance style you like the most? Hmm. Hip hop. Hip hop is cool. I wish I could dance hip hop. I just don't have the coordination. Mm -hmm. Every time I try dancing hip hop, I just look like I'm swatting bees that are flying around me. It's just really awkward and embarrassing. <laughs> but it's fun for me to watch other people dance it for sure. <laughs> Okay. Tell me, is this character in the book based on you? And how do you come up with your characters? That's a really good question. Um, I think that my the character Dylan in the book is definitely based on me a little bit. Um, growing up in middle school, I actually did start a dance crew with my friends. And none of them, including me, none of us, knew how to dance but I just wanted to do that because I'd seen some groups on MTV and music videos dancing. And I thought that looks so cool. I want to try it. I want to look really cool like them. And I thought it was going to be as easy as just kind of moving my body around and I could call it dance. But I quickly learned that there's a lot of skill, a lot of athletic ability, a lot of patience, you know, that's involved in dance. And I really didn't have much of any of those, but we practiced over and over and over and we did get a little bit better not much. We were still really bad dancers by the end. Um, and you know, that kind of cut, you know, fast forward to whenever I was writing this book, 
that kind of inspired me to write a story about a dancer who was a boy who lived in a small town like I did growing up and who liked to dance, but was really, really bad at it. <laughs> and I thought, you know, what would it be like to write a story about a, a boy who loves dance, who is absolutely horrible at dancing? And I thought that might be pretty funny. So it is a little bit based on my life, especially the really bad dance moves. That's 100% me. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Number three, everyone's creative process is different. I'm learning my creative process now. And I have to be honest, it's a little tricky. It is a little tricky and it's a little tricky for me. I haven't been doing this for a long time, but finding out what inspires you, what motivates you, when you feel the most inspired, motivated, that's not easy. It's not at all. So you said you like to write as well? What's your yeah. favorite kind of things to write? Um, yeah, my graphic novel. You also draw? No, I write. Oh, that is incredible. I love graphic novels. I think there needs to be more graphic novels out there for sure. I am so excited. I can't wait to read your graphic novel one day and maybe I can interview you and you could tell me all about how you came up with the idea for your book. Well, the name of it is The Magnificent Shiraz. Oh, that's a good name. So can you tell me a little bit about what the story's about or is it still secret? Well, I can tell you a little bit, but we still okay. don't have it straight yet. Okay. So the first part of the book is about Siri. She and her mom and dad went camping, and she was only a toddler when she walked away. And then something popped up from the ground. It was Mother Nature's spirit. And then oh. Mother Nature saw the baby and raised her as her own to a certain point. I love that. And then she gave her back to her parent. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I want that graphic novel in my hands right now so I can read it. That sounds so good. Wow, I'm impressed. I need to start asking you how to write. I feel like you could give me advice. And it's also about three girls. And each one has certain powers, earth, water, and fire. That sounds amazing. I love that. Thanks. Next question. How do you, as a professional writer, come up with your ideas and make up your stories? Well, one of the things that I do is, since I'm also a teacher, I take a lot of inspiration from my students. Um, I will always have a class full of just amazing students in my fourth or fifth grade classes, depending on what I'm teaching. And I always have students that have these really cool hobbies or interests or their personalities are just really, you know, unique. And I always imagine that they would make really good characters in movies or books. And eventually I end up writing characters that are kind of based on them. I think like, you know, I bet that student right there, when they go home, they actually live, you know, on the top of a mountain. And to go home, they have to, you know, fly a kite up to the top or, you know, something weird like that. And it ends up becoming some weird story in my head. So I take a lot of inspiration from my students and just anything else. If I read something or watch something or play a game and, you know, it's got a really cool story, it always motivates me to, you know, write about characters that, you know, kind of come out of that. Meeting people like you who have their own podcast, who are writing graphic novels, things like that, and you're still so young, you know, that inspires me. So who knows? I might end up start writing a story about, you know, an eight-year-old amazing entrepreneur who has 
you know, her own podcast and writes graphic novels. And in the, you know, when she's not doing that, she goes out there and slays vampires or something. Uh, do you do that in your spare time? Do you destroy vampires and werewolves? I destroyed it in my dreams. Perfect. I love it. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Number four. I have to ask, why did the boy's dad love football so much? That's a really good question. Um, Dylan, the main character of the book, grows up in a town that is similar to the town that I grew up in. Um, and the town that I grew up in, football was everywhere. It was a really small town and there was nothing to do except sports. And football was like the king of all sports. And everybody loved football, no matter you know, who you were, you went to the football games, you supported the football team and, you know, you liked football. So Dylan's dad, who is a lot like my dad, uh, who in real life loved football. And he was a little bit scared that when Dylan expressed interest in dancing, that when he got, you know, further into middle school, people would kind of make fun of him for it. Um, which, you know, he didn't really, it really didn't bother him to get made fun of for doing something that he liked to do. Um, so partly because he's based on my dad um, and partly because, you know, the town he grew up in is kind of based on my town. Football was a big deal. Dancing, not so much a big deal, but that's what interests Dylan, kind of yeah. because that's what interested me as a kid. So, yeah, good question. Thank you. Okay, last but not least, since you and your wife teach elementary kids, what words of wisdom can you give me and my audience for being constructive during the pandemic? Hmm, that is a good one. I'm going to say during your time off when you're not in school and you're, you know, staying home, staying safe and sanitized, to find one wildly creative thing to do every single day, um, whether it's created brand new dance that you can put online or write a story about a character or come up with um, a song and write it or just do something wildly creative outside. I think that's something that's, you know, anybody could do. And I think uh, we could use the opportunity to be kind of stuck at home to explore things around our house and around our neighborhood um, safely being distanced from everyone else, of course. But I'd say my advice is do something wildly creative, at least one wildly <laughs> creative thing a day, something that maybe you don't normally do, but yeah, do one wildly creative thing every single day. You might surprise yourself. You might find a new hobby. You might find something you're really good at that you didn't know you would be good at. Hmm. Like slaying vampires and werewolves like you, right? Because you slay vampires and werewolves when you're not doing podcasts. I love it. <laughs> Mr. Benjamin, thank you so much for giving me your time and coming on the show. Thank you so much for giving me the time to come on the show. I had a blast. Thanks. Please stay in touch and keep us in the loop with your next book. Bye. Bye-bye. We'll return in just a moment, right after we thank our sponsors. Hey, Daddy, is this spring yet? Yep. Doesn't that mean shopping for new clothes? It does. And wouldn't now be a good time to tell people about my t-shirts? It would. And all your new merchandise, too. Right. So go right ahead. These are your fans. They're sort of like your extended family. And as I always say, people don't know how to support you if you don't tell them. Okay, guys. So here's the deal. I got stickers, phone cases, notebooks, book bags, water bottles, and of course, cool t-shirts. Okay. How's that, Daddy? Good. 
Now wrap it up. Take it to your tees, please, at shopmadisonlearn.com. You don't want to be left out. Trust me. And support your girl today. Thank you. And now back to the show. Daddy, can't answer this riddle. Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pup pies? What on earth? Like Peter Pan? Like, you know who Peter Pan is, right? What are pickled peppers? Pick a pack of pickled peppers. It's like peppers that you eat while popping pot pies. And what is popping pot pies? Like chicken pot pie, turkey pot pie. When you get a pot pie fresh out of the oven, it's got a little bump in it. And it's fun to poke it. That's popping pot pies. Get it? Ah, now I see. Interesting. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe we should ask that gentleman sitting right there at the curb. Excuse me, sir. My name's Durante, and this is my daughter. Hello. Hello there. My name's Madison Lauren, and this riddle's tricky. You don't say. What makes it so tricky? Because it's a hard tongue twister. Hmm. Well, let me hear the question. Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pup pies? Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? I can't really say. Let me call my wife. She's good at these sorts of things. Hello, dear. Charles, what seems to be the matter? Are you coming home soon? No, no, I'm sitting here in conversation with a lad and his daughter at the park, you see, and they've just asked me the most curious question. I said to myself, it has your name written all over it. Well, what's the question, Charles? Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? Hmm, can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? I've never heard of such, Charles. Neither have I. That's why I thought I'd call you. Well, let me try Martha. That sounds like a dandy idea. Hey, Martha. Sarah, how are you? It's been such a long time. Yes, yes, I know. We can catch up later. I've got some things in the oven cooking. Look, I just have a quick question for you. Well, what seems to be the question, Sarah? Charles called me with a question, and it's a dandy one, if you will. A dandy question, you say? Yes, a dandy one, if you will. Well, spit it out then, lady. Don't just leave me in suspense all day. <clears throat> the question is, can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? Say what? Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? Can Peter Pan pick a pack of who? Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? Well, I don't know if he can do that. L let me ask George. George is upstairs. Hold on one second, dear. George! George! What do you want? I'm trying to take a nap. I have a question for you. Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? I don't know. And leave me 
alone. I'm trying to sleep. Well, what does that? Seems he doesn't know either, Sarah. Sorry I couldn't be of more help. Don't worry about it. I'll ring you back later when I have a little more time. Yes, of course. Goodbye. Charles, you there? Yes, dear. Neither Martha nor George knows the answer. Sorry to disappoint, hun. I see. Can you pick up a loaf of bread while you're out? Yes, yes, of, of course, my love. Uh, see you in a bit. Sorry, mate. It, it seems there's no such luck on my end. Wish I could have been more help. Ah, thank you, my friend. Good day. Madison, come on. Let's keep going. Come on, keep up. <sighs> Just a little bit faster. We're almost there. Okay, stop, let's stop, let's stop. <sighs> okay, that's a good jog. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Hey, what about the lady over there? Uh, the one with the wolf? <laughs> that's not a wolf, Daddy. It's a dog. Yeah, it looks like a wolf to me. I don't care what you say. Well, how about we ask her? Yeah, I'll let you do that one. Excuse me, miss. Can you answer this riddle for me, please? Um, I'll try. Can Peter Pan pick a pack of pickled peppers while popping pot pies? Hmm, let me think. Honestly, I don't know. That was bananas. That turned into a musical or something, didn't it? Yeah. And where did the band come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Hey, guys, we need your help to solve this tongue twister riddle. Leave us a video what Peter Pan can do that other kids cannot. And the winner will get an autographed postcard from yours truly. Bye-bye. And now it's time for the joke of the day. <laughs> Ready, Daddy? Here we go. First up, why can't the pony sing a lullaby? I don't know. Because she was a little horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay, next. What do you call a boomerang that won't come back? Uh, sweet pickle. What? No, a sweet pickle. Daddy, it's a stick. Get it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was lame. <laughs> that was lame, Daddy. Next one. Two pickles fell out of the jar onto the floor. What did one pickle say to the other one? I don't even know. Oh, Daddy, they said deal with it. Get it, deal, pickle? <laughs> Next up. What time is it when the clock strikes 13? Uh pretty late. No, Daddy. It's time to get a new clock. <laughs> That's a good one. And last, why did the dinosaur cross the road? Hmm, you got me. Because the chicken wasn't born yet. 
That was the best one yet. Okay, guys, we need your help. Help us pick the joke of the day. And the winner will get an autographed postcard from yours truly. So leave us a comment, or better yet, shoot a video. And we'll be sure to like it. Okay, bye-bye. Today we are highlighting My 7th Grade Life in Tights by Brooks Benjamin. Football hero. Ninja freestyle. It's 7th grade. Anything is possible. Section 1. Live it. All Dylan wants is to be a real dancer. And if he wins a summer scholarship at Dance Explosion, he's on his way. The problem? His dad wants him to play football. And Dylan's freestyle career, the Dizzy Freaks, says dance studios are for sellouts. His friends want Dylan to kill it at the audition so he can turn around and tell the studio this how wrong the rules and creativity strangling ways are. Section 2. Work it. At first, Dylan's willing to go along with, with the crew's plan even convincing one of the snobbiest girls at school to work with him on his technique. But as Dylan's dancing improves, he wonders, what if studios aren't the enemy? And what if he actually has a shot at winning the scholarship? Section 3, bring it. Dylan's life is about to get crazy, on and off the dance floor. So order your copy of this fun filled book today at brooksbenjamin.com. And now it's time for the word of the day. The word of the day is audition. An audition is a trial performance to praise an entertainer's merit. To put it simply, an audition means you're trying out for something. When he came in audition for the part, he was very charming. Today's word of the day comes from Mr. Benjamin's website. The word of the day is audition. Hey friends, thank you so much for checking out my show. And if you're just tuning in, you can find all the previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and my YouTube channel under All Things Madison. Hey, that's me. <laughs> and subscribe. I need more fans, guys. All right, I'm out. Bye. Thank you for listening to All Things Madison. Kindly take a moment to subscribe, leave a comment, and rate the show so that our participating partners know you are following along. You can get your Madison Lauren graphic tees at shopmadisonlauren.com or follow her YouTube channel at All Things Madison. This production was brought to you by Infinity Global Media Group, LLC. Contact us at smith.durante at gmail.com for bookings or more information.